Welcome to Face Off with Callie and Tristan. And we are back with another episode. It's been a good while since been a we minute. recorded, <laughs> at least. And we've missed it. I know I have. I've, yeah. I've been ready to get back in the game and do some research on artists. And Yeah. You know, there's like... There's this myth that you need to release a podcast every week on the dot, but I'm fine with just <laughs> recording whenever and just being like, hey, we're just going to do this yeah. now and whatever. <laughs> I think we tried to do that where it was like every week on this day, we're going to release. And it's like, yeah. who is really that? No one's paying attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one is that dependent on our podcast getting out on Friday. <laughs> In the morning, on I the expected dot. at 10 a.m. on the dot. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more so us putting ourselves to that standard, and then I realized, like, why don't we just do it as we can? So yeah, so we're back um, with Face Off. If you are new to listening to this show, basically what it is is a music podcast where we choose two artists to debate. And we will play four songs by each artist, and then uh, we will. What am I saying? <laughs> okay, we will play four songs by each artist, and also provide an argument for why we think that our artist is better. And last week we had a great show, which I really enjoyed. It was Rosalia versus Becky G. Do you? Sorry. I can't talk. <laughs> you need to edit this out. Okay. Do you know it's cool. who... <laughs> okay, starting over. Uh, do you know who won on your poll? For... On my poll, Rosalia won 73% to 27. See, this is so interesting because sometimes, rarely... It'll work out that my artist will win on my poll and your artist will win on your poll. And it was exactly 50-50 on the face-off Instagram. Oh, really? Which is really interesting. However, I think Rosalia comes out on top because I only got, I think it was like 57% for Becky G versus like 43. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's math. (laughs) So, yeah, we can just go ahead and say that Rosalia won, but it was close. Close victory. It was close. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. So that made me proud. Yeah. That that is interesting how our our friend groups differ in in a way like that. Yeah. It's Um, like you you are the people you surround yourself with. It just kind of proves that (laughs) even more, you know? Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. And it has happened one or two times before. I think yeah. with the the closest one we've ever had is Kanye West versus Childish Gambino or Chance the Rapper. It was it was the Chicago. Yeah. Uh the Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're week. right. Yeah. And that one was crazy. It was like 51. It was there was like one more vote yeah. for Chance the Rapper, I think. And I got so happy because I was like, yeah, <laughs> we won. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So this week, 
I'm so excited about. It's Destiny's Child versus TLC. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this? I'm really excited. And the thing is, like, TLC, I've I've known, like, both with both of these bands, like, I've known a handful of songs up, into this, up until this point. Destiny's Child and just, like, Beyonce in general has never been, has just usually been hit and miss for me. Okay. Um, but... TLC, I've loved Waterfalls and No Scrubs, and those have been songs that I've heard since my childhood that my mom has played. So really nostalgic, and it's been super fun and uh, fascinating to learn more about them. And like, I, I'm like, after learning more about them and listening to more of their music, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and listen to a lot more of their stuff. Yeah, I have to say TLC with the waterfalls, like I will never get over that song. That's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Also why I'm excited about this show is because I like both artists pretty much equally. I do think Destiny's Child has a larger catalog of good songs, in my opinion. Um, and I think Destiny's Child... Yeah, I think you're right. In a way is more of a mixture of genres than TLC. Nah, I which, disagree. I disagree. But okay. we'll get, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. <laughs> okay. And I don't know. I like both groups. I can't decide which one is my favorite, but I'm always for Destiny's Child because just their music is so turned. So I can go <laughs> ahead and get started because my yeah. argument comes first. Sure. Um, So with Destiny's Child, the group formed in 1990 in Houston, Texas. Everyone knows that's where Beyonce's from. And at first, they went by the name Girls Time. Instead of an I in time, it was a Y. So (laughs) um, (laughs) just had to mention that. And then in 1993, three years later, Beyonce uh, and three, yeah, three other people were... Yeah. The solid f- group of four, because I think it was six people to begin with. And then uh, Beyonce's dad was the manager and decided to cut two people. So it ended up being Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, her cousin is Kelly Rowland, which I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And two others, Latavia Robertson and Latoya Luckett. Mm-hmm. So over the course of a couple years, they changed their name again like five times it was girls time to something fresh to cliche then the dolls then destiny and then destiny's child <laughs> so, and you know how much i love hearing the history of band names i think it's so yeah I'll, I'll talk about tlc too <laughs> it's really funny i just think it's funny how they literally went through like six names but yeah. finally They were signed in 1997, which was seven years later. And um, they've gone through a very tumultuous, controversial history within the group. They've they've had a lot of lawsuits and drama. And I can I can go into that because I actually like hearing the juice. You know, I want to I want (laughs) to spill the tea today. But. It ended up being in early 2000 that uh, Michelle Williams got brought on along with another artist. I think her name is 
Farah Franklin? Yeah, Farah Franklin. Um, but she Farah left like five months after she joined the group. And so the ending result was the trio of Beyonce, mm. Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams. And that's the most famous, most well-known um, trio within the group is, is uh, those three. So that's just the intro. And I'll get started um, with a song because that was a little bit long. And then I'll go into, you know, their music style and stuff like that. The first song I'm going to play is Say My Name because I think this is a classic and it was one of their first big hits. Like this song blew up the group. It's kind of when they hit their really, really uh, famous point. So this is Say My Name. harmonies though yeah both both of these bands have really good harmonies um do you have anything else to say about dusty's herald nope okay go ahead with with tlc so my first song is gonna be ain't too proud to beg um and tlc for a little bit of background is composed of three members so we have tiana t boz watkins rosanda chili thomas and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. So yeah, like, and and TLC comes from those nicknames that I said. Um, so I love the names, and certainly now, like you know, we talked about Ray Shremmer a few weeks ago, and how like their original names are just like so bad, and like you know the Migos' <laughs> original names were just so bad. Yeah. But um, in the '90s, I think it works because that was the style was like corny, weird funky names like that um like girls time with a y is just so funny um (laughs) so the members essentially to kind of uh help you uh make their voices more distinct in their songs so basically t-boz um is the is a lead singer um and she has the more hoarse kind of sounding voice and she kind of uh, generally falls into a funk style. And then with Chili, her she is more of a straight R&B uh, sound. And then Left Eye is kind of the soprano rapper and does a lot of background vocals too. And she actually 
does a large amount of the lyrics on their music. And that's one thing that I really loved when listening to these songs and especially Waterfalls again, is that the lyrics are actually really, really smart. And especially in their earlier music, I love the fun kind of Disney Channel original movie kind of vibe that you get from it. And just the general like, you know, baggy pants, the the feel good atmosphere of the music is just so cool. But then in their lyrics, they do have a lot of important issues and things that I think are really cool. So in Ain't Too Proud to Beg, you know, the chorus is very overt about what it's about. And, you know, it's about sex and about, um, you know, and you'll hear it when you listen to the chorus. It's pretty erotic and overt. And I feel like for like the kind of innocent attitude of the song, it's a really funny, mature topic. Um, but it's an interesting kind of thing when you think about like feminism, because I think that the nineties sees, I mean, including destiny's child TLC. Um, who else was I thinking of? Uh, shoot. What's her name? Uh, Lit queen Latifah. Ah, uh, couldn't think of her name. Um, you know, the, these women in the nineties and music were creating kind of a new era of feminism and it kind of falls in line with third wave feminism and really makes it more of a black and intersectional movement, which I think is super interesting. And I mean, in this song, they're pretty much sexualizing men, which you really wouldn't see until music of this time. And then, you know, I'm, I think of the song survivor of destiny's child, which you also, I think you're going to play. And mm -hmm. and then songs like Fighter by Christina Aguilera and then like Kelly Clarkson and just like it seemed like the 90s really were the start of this whole movement of feminism in music, which I think is really cool. Oh, so Left Eye's name comes from um, a really interesting story. So she was renamed left eye after a compliment from a man who once told her he was attracted to her because of her left eye. Lopez emphasized her nickname by wearing a pair of glasses with the right lens covered by a condom in keeping with the group's promotion of safe sex, wearing a black stripe under her left eye and eventually getting her left eyebrow pierced. So I think that's a really cool background for her nickname. Um, and then also in the music videos, you know, she'll have that glasses with the condom on it. So I think that's a really quirky way to have an important theme incorporated into their music. So yeah, this is Ain't Too Proud to Beg.
And also going off what you said about the new wave feminist ideals sung about in this song, I really liked how the song is about like, you know, like sexuality without commitment, like women, I guess. Yeah. Before this, you know, there's all this about like how you have to be in a committed relationship and stuff. And th- over they're over here just saying like, no, like <laughs> I'm just attracted to you and I don't want anything else. So I yeah. I really like that about TLC. Mm-hmm. And I think they've kind of, they were the, um, why can't I speak today? They kind of started that in, in hip hop and in, R&B, especially with female artists. So I I have a lot of respect for it. Moving on to Destiny's Child, the next song I'm going to play is called Jumpin' Jumpin'. And this song has a really big club feel. And it's almost, it reminds me of Yeah, Yeah by Chris Brown. If you know that song, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um so it That's, has that. Isn't that Usher? Like, oh, Chris Brown has another song called Yeah. I think he That's does. Why I, got I mixed think he up. does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is by Usher. You're right. But, um, but it has this, like, like this hard hip hop beat, but it also is signaling the new 2000s R&B club sound, which I think is really cool to look at if you look at destiny child songs you can tell there's a like there's a transition happening between the 90s and the 2000s and it's not that they started the movement it's just that they were propelling it forward um so with this song uh one thing i love about it is <laughs> it does have that club f- that club feel but i think a lot of people what they say about destiny child is there's not enough personality there like it's just beyonce but to me i think this this is their personality it's like this like early 2000s like mood boosting bootylicious was i i almost played bootylicious because um, I really like that song too. And it actually, um, I'm all over the place here. I really can't get my thoughts together, <laughs> but bootylicious added a new word into the dictionary, which is bootylicious. <laughs> and I think that's so amazing. So, and with their vocals, I want to talk about something that I don't know if they started, but it's it's kind of part of their their music style which is called the double time and it was formed because Beyonce I don't think she's a bad rapper but I think she had trouble with keeping up with the like with rapping and like keeping up with the rhythm of songs especially performing live so they created these songs in double time which the best way I can describe is like a, a song that's half sung and half rap. And it really worked for them because, of course, y'all know that Beyonce is the main star here. And it really worked for her style to have 
a break between the rapping part of the songs and then also have like some great harmonies and some great vocal arrangements in there. So that's that's a really big part of their music and you can hear it in this song and you can also hear it in a lot of their other songs like Independent Women. It's really big in there if you want to listen to that. So there's, and I think that also goes into how mixed genre they are. They have a little bit of hip hop, but it's mostly this like dance pop R&B. Like the vocals are more R&B, but the beat has like this, like this new 2000s dance pop that we see uh, in, you know, Usher and, and artists like that. So yeah, this song is great. I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's Jumpin' Jumpin'. Ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and their pockets full of gold. And now you fellas leave your girl with her friends. Cause it's 1130 and the club is jumping, jumping. A lot of people say that um, in reference to Destiny's Child that it's really just Beyonce and Friends, which is true, (laughs) but I don't think that, (laughs) I don't think it takes away from their music because it's still good music, but I think that TLC is enhanced by the fact that they do have equal parts in the music and like they have songs where they, I mean, it really is very equal. And usually the rapper in the group gets, you know, short shrift, but left eye really is a huge aspect of their music, which I really appreciate. And I think they each have their own distinct sound. So, um, their style has, uh, you know, kind of changed from early to late nineties. So, you know, they were in the very beginning more of a fusion group. You know, they had, like that new Jack swing, which is essentially just like uh, a genre, kind of a fusion genre of like hip hop and dance pop in the mid eighties to mid nineties. And, you know, with the very poppy feel very much like we heard and like, we're going to hear in the next song. And then eventually it does transition to like a more contemporary R and B sound, uh, especially with no scrubs, which has, well, I'll get to my, my argument on no scrubs later, but um, yeah, it's just interesting to see how their influence affects R and B, and especially with Destiny's Child, Beyonce is on the record as having said um, that TLC has influenced just about every female group that's out there now, and they definitely influenced Destiny's Child. And yeah. what I didn't know is that TLC is the biggest 
um, American girl group, the best-selling American girl group of all time with 85 million records sold worldwide, which is pretty crazy. And worldwide, they're second to the Spice Girls. And then I think that Destiny's Child is around like 60 or 65 million albums sold worldwide. So they're all huge groups, but um, I didn't... I If you would have asked me, I would have said that Destiny's Child was probably the bigger group. Um, but it's really interesting to see their influence. And it's also interesting on kind of a different topic about um, the effect of the recording industry and the music industry about how for, for so long artists have been cheated out of their money. And, you know, you were talking about your interest in like legal stuff and, you know, the person who originally signed them and managed them is Perry. She's a singer, Perry Pebbles Reed. And essentially she cheated them and, you know, a lot of artists make the mistake of not getting a lawyer before they sign a contract. And they essentially were making $50,000 a year on multi-platinum albums. And oh uh, they were making like 53 cents per album sold, which is insane uh, that they got cheated. So awful. they were essentially like, like middle class <laughs> when they're like international stars, which is insane. And that's obviously still a problem today, um, but it's just interesting. So my next song is from their first album as well called um, Ooh on the TLC Tip. And this song is What About Your Friends? I love this song. I love the video. It's just such a fun song. And, it, you know, it reminds you kind of about the importance of your friends. Um, so, yeah, this is What About Your Friends? wonder if the person i don't know who was seeing the first verse but they either pitch them down or they just have a really low pitched voice and i really like that like for a girl yeah, group that like, was like you think that you know a girl group is supposed to be really feminine and like all that stuff but i think tlc kind of breaks those gender boundaries down a little bit 
I I love it. Yeah. You know, it's it's also interesting because, you know, the rapper is technically a soprano and the singer is technically a, let me find it, a contra alto, um, which is lower than a soprano. Um, so I think that's super interesting because it is totally flipped from what you would expect it to be. Yeah. So... And to what you said about TLC being the most, uh, I guess, has sold the most albums out of any girl group, I think it's really interesting because that is right. But at the same time, Destiny's Child has way more streams than TLC does. And it's just interesting. I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors going into that. Like I think because Beyonce is still I, so huge yeah. that that's a big yeah. part of why Destiny's Child is being streamed by younger listeners. So millennials, Gen Z are probably going to say sway towards Destiny's Child. But people are so what I've read. People say that TLC like goes down as like probably better than Destiny's Child. Um, I think a lot of hardcore like hip hop fans will say that TLC is better, but it's just interesting seeing like how like how both groups fare in time because yeah, Destiny's yeah. Child is still doing really well streaming wise. That's an interesting point, and I was also thinking about how like the same thing that streaming services just kind of really do affect artists and there's another band from the early 90s a hip-hop group called de la soul which was a huge group at the time and you know probably on the level of like wu-tang clan and a tribe called quest in terms of like their influence but i i really doubt that most people of our age know who de la soul is just because they're not on streaming services and it's more of like (laughs) a uh i think it's because a lot of the samples that they used at the time aren't able to be cleared for streaming services or something like that. Um, or it's a principal thing. A lot of earlier bands just don't put their music on streaming services, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And I also, it's just kind of ironic too, how Beyonce for the longest time refused to put her music on Spotify. And yet her, her old girl group is doing better than TLC streaming wise. So I, I think that's interesting. Another thing, factor that goes into the popularity of Destiny's Child is the drama that came along with the group. So from what I've read at the time, a lot of people listened, equally listened to Destiny's Child because of what was going on in the news. Like they would hear about like all these like things going on between the band and then it, it it boosted their notoriety in a way. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened because I think it's important and it's kind of like a reality show in a way. So as I was saying earlier, the first four people in the group were Latoya. I forget her last name. Latoya Luckett, Latavia Robertson, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. And then it changed because 
So Beyonce's manager, who was also her dad, apparently was very controlling and would take, apparent, allegedly took money, more money than he should have for himself, but also had more say and like control in what each role of each band member did. So of course, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland would have more impact and more control in the band and ultimately gain more fame because he would favor them. And so Latavia and Latoya went to file a lawsuit against the record label and also Beyonce's dad. And eventually Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. And one thing that I thought was completely bogus of Beyonce and her dad was that so call her out okay (laughs) this happened with the song say my name and apparently latoya and latavia recorded the song with their vocals because the the song came out in 1999 they were still a band they were still in the band but they had like some financial disputes as i said his the like Beyonce's dad was taking money that he shouldn't have. And then Beyonce went and added Michelle Williams and Farah Franklin in the music video, mouthing the parts that Latoya and Latavia recorded. Isn't that the most bogus thing? And so of course they, you know, they get mad about it and they're going to file a lawsuit. I think that's, it's so interesting and and that's crazy. Just it's like a reality show, honestly. So <laughs> this goes into why I'm gonna play Survivor is because they they made this song Survivor, um, the trio did with Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams in 2001, following all of this controversy because so many people had so many things to say about the conflict, and they made this song kind of to address it and move on. And I really like this song because it's not only about, it's not just about that. It's a, it's about, you know, overcoming things and, and being a survivor. And like how you said, an introduction into the third wave feminism, more intersectional and including black voices. And um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy Tea Time but this is Survivor.
also wanted to say that first verse by Beyonce is that double time. Like it's it's the starts out quick and then towards the end of each right. phrase she slows down because she can't handle apparently that's why they started doing that is because she couldn't like move on to the next line she had to kind of slow down so i think that's really cool because it starts yeah. a yeah, whole new style and they they really did well with it yeah so my next song is waterfalls this I think is one of the best R&B songs ever made. It is such an amazing song. And I've had, this is one of those songs that just like, you know, if you're in the right mind state can like make you cry. And this song is like, surprisingly, especially if you listen to the lyric, is really, really sad. And like, you know, it's a very funky instrumental and the the chorus is so catchy and good and you know but the the lyrics are like really sad and they're kind of about a mother and her son who is kind of a disillusioned youth who has fallen through the cracks and turns to drug dealing and chasing temptations that aren't going to lead anywhere. And it's such a beautiful story that I don't think pop music or R&B really goes into a lot anymore. And it's like, this like is a story. And I love that in music whenever there's like characters and it's just like perfectly balanced with the visual metaphor of chasing waterfalls. Like, that chorus, the lyrics in the chorus are just like so well written. And, you know, if if anyone is a student of songwriting, like this is the perfect song to listen to because the verse, the chorus and then the uh, rapped verse by Left Eye are just so distinct and have their own importance to the song. And so not only is it, is it about uh, a son not listening to his mother and um, turning to drug dealing, but also about AIDS. But it it doesn't ever mention these specifically. It just says, you know, the son is kind of turning to these temptations. And I love the line that actually references AIDS. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Um... His health is fading and he doesn't know why three little three letters took him to his final resting place. And then it goes into the chorus. So it's it's a really sad song, but it's super powerful. And then the verse by Left Eye is sung with a really goofy inflection. But if you actually like read and listen to the lyrics, it's like really powerful and uh, resonant in a way that you would not expect from just listening to it. Um, so yeah, I love this song and I think it's amazing. Uh, this is Waterfalls.
I love the raspiness of her voice in the beginning. Yeah. Just adds a little a little personality, a little character. So the next song I'm gonna play by Destiny's Child was one of the last times that Destiny Child came together for an album. Previous to from in between like not like 2000 and 2004, they would take breaks and then like put out music and then take another break. So this song, Lose My Breath, is from their 2004 album, uh, Destiny Fulfilled. And I believe this was their last album. I could be wrong, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong, but it, I think it's their last one. And to me, this album kind of signifies that Beyonce is about to go on her own and become an independent artist. She produced most of the songs. She is the main vocal of like all of the songs, basically. The only other vocals are harmonies, which are which are the other artists, Michelle Williams and Kelly Rowland. But it's also this song is a bop. Like Beyonce really shows her talent from this album and in a way it reminds me of her her future songs solo songs like run the world and it has kind of that aggression but also the vocals are very like soft and r&b like great harmonies and that also kind of sums up their style in a way too is there's there's some syncopated beats with um kind of some hard like hip hop bass sounds. But then on top of that, you have their really beautiful harmonizing and and really great vocal arrangements. So yeah, this this song Lose My Breath is I really like it. It goes really hard. And that's all I really have to say. I have nothing else. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and play Lose My Breath. Hit me Lose My Breath by Destiny Child. Great song. Doesn't it kind of sound like Run the World though? Yeah. The it it definitely sounds like Beyonce's later music. Um 
So my final song is No Scrubs. So the last song, Waterfalls, came out in their second album, Crazy Sexy Cool, which was their most critically acclaimed album. Uh, And this one, No Scrubs, came from fan mail in 1999. So this definitely takes on a more uh, contemporary sound. And No Scrubs is an amazing song as well. Uh, And it's essentially just about a man who can't hold his own and who can't pay the bills and he's all talk and no walk. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a really funny song and this must've been a popular term at the time. I've never heard of calling someone a scrub, but, uh, there's a song, there's a song by Destiny's Child that came out a few months later the same year called Bills, 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 which is also a really good song. And it's kind it's basically the same premise, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just going to ditch this guy who is just a lazy, you know, piece of crap. So this is No Scrubs. Oh, actually, I also want to say, I also want to say um, that the member Left Eye uh, died in 2002 due to I was wondering if crash. you were going to mention that. Yeah, and it's really sad. And I think that... I mean, it seems pretty obvious that TLC would have continued after that. And because, I mean, it, it's not really the same anymore, but they did have another album that came out in 2017. And I've listened to a few songs from there. And there's one song called Way Back with Snoop Dogg that's really, really good. So I'm going to give that album a listen. And uh, yeah, but I think TLC would have been more relevant if, uh, left eye hadn't have died tragically. song i'm glad we got to end on that song yeah that's a they, good one they said in the beginning what a scrub meant but i guess i wonder if they made up that word and then it became famous i wonder i don't know so okay so we will put up a poll of our two artists, Destiny's Child and TLC, and you get to decide who wins. So please vote on our polls. It's at Face Off Chicago on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So we'll have polls up on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can also vote on our personal Instagrams too. Mine is Callie Rath, and Tristan is Tristan Wilbers. 
right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. We're on English language and usage uh, forum thing here. So it says, oh, 1589. What? what? (laughs) A contemptible person. (laughs) Bum. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. A second rate person. Bro, yeah, that's that. that's crazy. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's a bunch of dictionaries from the 1900s that have it. Uh, that definition. That's awesome. <laughs> that's really funny. That's crazy. So, so on that note, don't be a scrub, and we'll see you next time. See ya.